Greetings St. Columbus. Today is Holy Monday, the second day of Holy Week, which began yesterday with Palm Sunday. Bishop Sutton reminded us of the importance in our tradition of slowing down to mark this holy and sacred time. We slow down um, in many different ways. One way is to pray, to read scripture, and to reflect on it together as a community. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, that's exactly what we will do leading up to Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, and then our Easter services on Sunday. We begin with prayer. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went not up to joy, but first he suffered pain and entered not into glory before he was crucified. Mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. A reading from the Gospel of John. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave him a dinner. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for three hundred denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, Leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. The Word of the Lord. This passage from John immediately precedes Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, which we marked just yesterday in Palm Sunday. Just before Jesus goes into Jerusalem and begins his journey towards the cross, he gathers together with his friends. Martha and Mary and Lazarus and the disciples as they throw him a dinner party, no doubt in part to celebrate all that Jesus had done in their lives. Uh, what's really interesting to me about this passage is the remarkable account of discipleship that we see in Martha and Mary. The word that's used to describe Martha is to serve, which in is the same Greek word that in Acts is used to describe uh, deacons, which would later become an ordained ministry in our church. Also with Mary, um, this is uh, before the Last Supper, before Jesus gives his disciples a new command to love each other and demonstrates that love by washing their feet. Mary does that to Jesus before Jesus does it to um, the other male disciples. Mary has intuitively picked up on what it is like to follow uh, Jesus. And you have to wonder how much of Mary's behavior here um, 
directed Jesus' own behavior uh, towards the other disciples. Not only does she wash and anoint Jesus' feet, she uh, uses this anointing oil, which John tells us is so fragrant it fills the entire house, uh, much like our incense does on high holy feast days. Uh, uh, the, the smell of the holy as marking a space and time. This oil is the same oil that would have been used to uh, anoint a body before death, uh, before burial, after death. Again, um, Mary anticipates uh, what uh, is about to um, uh, happen to Jesus in, in a really remarkable way. We follow Mary in uh, another way. In her marking of Jesus, we have found ways to mark the cross on ourselves. Uh, some of us wear um, uh, the cross as, as a, a form of jewelry around our necks. Oftentimes, uh, with the baptismal water, we will mark the sign of the cross on our forehead. Jesus, Mary prepares Jesus' body as it is headed towards the cross. We remember this in our own ways of marking the cross on our bodies. The cross, as we will see each day this week, is the perfect summation of Jesus' ministry of uh, sacrifice, of love, and forgiveness. So we prepare our bodies this week for our journey to the cross. Peace be with you.